The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, November 30th, 2019, live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Brick-and-mortar retail has changed over the years in a big way. Today, online has taken control, but maybe no longer in the cigar industry. What happens if and when cigars cannot be sold online? Let's talk about that and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you are listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right, we have to pick a cigar to smoke today. And because we announced the contenders for the Cigar of the Year last week, I thought we would actually smoke them all today. We have seven of them. Same time. We haven't done that in eight years. Here we go. Uh, But this time, we'll one of us will smoke each different one, and we have seven of them. And I have the cigar of the year from this year, which is the Aganosa Leaf Connecticut, which is the cigar of the year this year. And I kind of put them in order of, of the way they are in the pack. First off, we have the HVC Series A. Number two is the Christoph Shade Grown. Number three is Back to Back Nicaraguan. Number four is Henry Clay Warhawk. Number four is Guardian of the Farm, the Night Watch. Then we have number six as Nesta Miranda Special Selection. Number seven is the Aladino, Connecticut. So that is the seven contenders for the Cigar of the Year. One of them will be the Cigar of the Year. And this year's Cigar of the Year, as I say, will make that number eight. Because there's four of us on the panel and we need we need eight cigars. It, yeah, is the Aganosa Leaf Connecticut. And instead of having you choose which one and kind of, at that point, giving away who you think is the best one, we won't do that. My only argument against where you're about to go, and I think I know where you're going with this, is certain people don't like your palate. Or my palate, or Barry's yeah. palate, or Ed's palate. So it isn't going to sway anybody by one of us saying it. It's going to make somebody maybe go the opposite. So it'll cancel the votes out. Well, does it really matter? I don't know. But we're not letting you pick which one you want. I'm getting the one You'll I take, want. They're all good. <laughs> I'm getting the one I want. I'm going to yeah. will this to happen. All right. So I have eight cards here. I'm going to put them in order. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You can't see what number they are, but there's a number on the card. And uh, we'll start with... Ed Sullivan. We'll go with the oldest See, guy first. To, yeah, he's trying to make it so that I can't get the one Whoa. I want. You think that my will is not that strong. Oh, it you're the me. oldest guy. I'm the oldest one, so do I go first? Yeah. Yes, I'll go first. All right, I'm going to pick number eight, the last card, and we'll see which one it is. And I have number seven, which I get, and I'm happy about this. I yeah, get so the that, Aladino that wasn't, Connecticut. That wasn't rigged in any way. No. I, Dave I gets Aladino Connecticut. <laughs> that, there's no rigging happening. No, those cards are marked. They are not marked. All right, Ed Sullivan, ye old number uh, two. I'll take number three. Number three is number one, and that is the HVC Series A. I like that one. You're happy? 
Uh, what do you have? Uh, who's the next oldest? I think it's Barron's. I'm the baby me. on the panel. Uh, so I'll take what would have been number five, which is now number three. Number three? That would be mm. number four, you low-counting <laughs> MF. Number six, which is the Nesta Miranda special selection. Oh. See that? I willed it. I, <laughs> I, I used the Jedi mind trick on that one. And now we have them. So we're three for three <laughs> cigars that we wanted. The pressure's on here. I'm going to go with uh, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take this one. It's the closest to me. Number three. And I told you before the show started. Yes, you did. So who willed what? So you have the back-to-back Nicaraguan. Correct. All right. So there's the first four. Mm-hmm. And now we have four for the next four. hour. And what should I do here? I should just leave becomes- those in whatever order you. It doesn't matter because the doesn't. cigars are in the correct order. So just set those off to the side, those ones that haven't been picked. No, I'll just pick. I'll change it to one, two, three, four, right? I guess. There you That's go. fine. Now you're ruining my you're ruining my mojo. And this is you don't have mojo. Dead. Shut and up. These are good. One, two, three, four is what we got left. So Dave has the Aladino Connecticut, which yeah. features a Connecticut wrapper over Honduras binder and filler. It measures five and a half by forty six. A single cigar will set you back six ninety nine. While a box of twenty is one twenty two ninety nine. Jonathan has the back-to-back Nicaragua, which is a 6x60, and it's a Nicaraguan Puro. They come in boxes of 50, and a box will set you back $337.99 while they are $769 a single. Ed Sullivan has the HVC Serie A Cañones, and it features grade A Nicaraguan tobacco throughout. They're in 10-count boxes, measures 55 by 54 A single cigar will set you back $979, while a box of 10 is $86.99. And I have the Nesta Miranda Special Selection Toro, which features a Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, Criollo 98 binder, and Nicaraguan fillers from Cadega, Esteli, and Jalapa. It measures 5.5 by 54. It retails for $7.69, while a box of 20 is $134.99, and all the boxes come out to roughly 12 to 13% off. Okay. I would like the record to show that so far everybody said they were happy with the cigar they got. Yeah. But they're now, not a bad cigar in the bunch. No, but that's fine. But there there are cigars left yeah. that may not fall into someone's list of cigars that they would smoke on the regular. So what happens when Ed Sullivan gets cigar X and goes, Oh doesn't that do exactly what you were hoping not to do? He wouldn't do that. He's a professional. And the, I, I'll mute myself before we do the, the next ones. He's not into big ring gauges, and you already got the big ring gauge, so I think he's going to be okay with anything. Well, this is the best of all of the back-to-backs, and I hate to say that a 60 ring gauge is the best, but they did something with this blend that's better than the 50. Yeah. I have the Aladino, which has the little point at the end of it. Barry this, calls that a nipple. Yes, <laughs> but it's the um, with a queen. The queen, queen size. Now, now, I thought the queen would have been the perfect cigar for Jonathan, being that you know, uh, he's a queen. There he is. Queen's got a nipple. Can you milk it, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> Keep now, your fantasies to yourself there, pal. This is the contenders for the Cigar of the Year pack, forty nine ninety nine. They still can buy it? They could still buy it. There's still some left. Okay. Um, they're Go, almost gone. All right. <laughs> but there's still a few left. Go to the CigarAuthority.com. You'll see. On the, the right-hand side, you'll see the Contenders Pack. Click that. It'll take you to TwoGuysCigars.com. Or you can even go directly to TwoGuysCigars.com. The Contenders is right in the rotator on the main page. And if you're looking at the Cigar Authority on a mobile browser, about halfway down, you'll see the link uh, okay. to take you directly to Two Guys Cigars. Forty nine ninety nine seven cigars, and you're ready, ready to go. Yeah. Then you can actually... Be part of the voting. Then you thing. can vote. Now, I'm going to spill the beans on one certain thing because we went over numbers before 
that there were contenders for the cigar of the year. We're picking contenders for the cigar of the year, and we tell you one important thing is sales. Right. I believe I am smoking the cigar that's number one in sales right now of I believe, all these cigars. I believe you to be correct. Yeah. So I win. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, how, this, how is that I, statement I, I, not meant to sway somebody? If, are you announcing it already? <clears throat> no, okay. I'm not announcing it. But well, a cigar company has never won back-to-back years. Either with this because uh, it was. Oh no, that's silly. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This you're right. The you're right. It was the that. year before that. I don't believe a company. Yeah, did a company ever win twice? I don't think there's mm. been repeats. I gotta look. Yeah, oh, you could call Rocky Patel. <laughs> A repeat because it won as Indian Tobacco way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Ian won as Rocky Patel. Same guy owned it, although Phil Zangi was a partner in it, not in, any longer. But anyway, let's get to it. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal estrip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And uh, Perdomo was a winner way back in the day. Not a contender this year, but they have a new cigar, a comeback cigar, which is the ESV, which did not make it in time to be a contender this year. Mm-hmm. Will be a contender for next year, I would imagine, because there's another one that's selling like crazy. Really cool packaging, too. On yeah. The, the coffin, mm-hmm. the way you lift the lid and it presents the cigar yeah. to be grabbed. Beautiful. If you had, uh, If you had some corn silk... And some instant coffee, and you poured hot water over both of them, and you made. You some can sort say of whatever you want because we're not smoking it at the same coffee, time as you. You would have the cold draw on this back to back. It's corn silk. Ed Sullivan, I can taste it from here. That's that just wrong it. of you. <laughs> that is just wrong of you. So mine's Rudy's upset with you right mine now. Mine tastes like Aladino before My I even light it. Actually, uh, Rudy's not in the chat room this morning. What? Rudy's not in the chat room this morning. We need to send out an all-points bulletin for his whereabouts. Well, I'm sure Papa Gino's had some sort of <laughs> emergency. <laughs> Papa Gino's is going down. Are they? They're closing up left and right. Maybe they're just restructuring. Nah, Getting ready to buy out Papa good. Jones. And, and I, and I like It's going to be quite the opposite, I think. And this is upsetting you. I heard you it talking is. about it the other night. As far as a chain pizza restaurant goes, it's and it's best. a New England thing, it is the best one. It's the best. Mm-hmm. And not only the pizza, right? Cheesesteaks. The cheeseburgers. Really good. Yeah. Dave's having a hard time with his <laughs> diet. He's talking about yeah. Papa John's. He's talking about Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. I got to Thanksgiving and lost a pound. I'm usually good for plus seven anyway, and I lost a pound. So All I man. know is that Dave is on Krispy Kreme's email list, and they're <laughs> they're begging him to come back. Yeah. They're, they're giving him me. donuts. They, they thought something happened. But. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Blizzard. The Vertigo Blizzard features single action, three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. you got an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of nine ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Blizzard, and I chose this one because supposedly here in the Northeast we're going to get a blizzard starting tomorrow. Three prediction, days prediction dusting six to ten inches over thirty six hours does not constitute a blizzard. The weatherman and Barry Stein have one thing in common: their heads are up their collective asses. So yesterday, Black Friday. Um, what do we have? Monday is Cyber Monday, and uh, today. And nobody's talking about it. 
is shop local Saturday. Yep, small business Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not gaining traction. No. You know, it, it was something for, so first it was Black Friday, and it takes off. It's the biggest thing, and Cyber Monday comes along as its answer to Black Friday. Yep. That was well, it. And Cyber Monday has really gone all the <coughs> way back into Black Friday at this point. Yes. Well, actually, didn't Cyber, they, didn't Cyber Monday start because they would go out to the retail shops trying to find the pride, the stuff that they were looking for? They'd be out of stock, and then on Monday they'd just buy it online. Yeah, go find it online. <laughs> but now but, I think online went after those retail sales that happen on Black Friday. You know what? One of the biggest online shopping days is Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. the day itself. You're looking to escape yeah, from your home, family. The turkey's in the oven. We got three hours, so let's go shopping. Yeah, I just watched porn. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing says Thanksgiving like a good porn. Um, was it stuffing <laughs> porn? Yes, yeah, there was a lot of stuffing going on. Gordon Ramsay's greatest hits on YouTube. Oh, God. It's how to dress a bird. $150 billion will be spent over the holiday season this year alone. $150 billion. Up 16% from last year. I, I equate that to the economy is cranking. Mm-hmm. We're doing really good. Uh, all that, those sales used to be in malls and brick-and-mortar stores, uh, but most of it now will be online. Online has grown steadily as the percentage of retail since 2001, which is 1% in 2000. 2000, 1% of sales were online. And now it's going to go over 15% of total sales in the U.S. for 2019 of all products. And some of those products can't be sold online and still it's 15% of everything is happening online. What's the future hold for that? Look at China. China is now 23% of all sales is happening online in China. Um, But get this, when it comes to cigars, over 50% of all cigars sold in the United States is sold online. Some will equate that as much as 70%. A lot of people are lying and not telling the truth of how much their sales are because they're talking to brick-and-mortar guys, and they say, oh, we don't do all that much online business. The fact of the matter is they do, and it's well over 50% now. And um, as I say, some people are saying 70% of online, online cigar sales. To be honest, I never thought it could catch up to what cigars do inside cigar stores, but it has. Um, Online, buying cigars online, I think, and listen, we have an online source ourselves, but it's a terrible experience to buy cigars online. I think people that buy cigars online are missing the experience of a cigar store. You can't feel it. You can't touch it. You can't smell it. Absolutely. It's like going to a strip club. There we go. No interaction. <laughs> wait, wait, which one is it, like you going? You can't smell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> no, I'm still confused by that. Statement. Nailed it, actually. <laughs> Later on this afternoon, I'll go, oh, I get it. Um, in, in some cases, and this goes for not just the cigar industry, it's a lot of industries. It's manufacturers selling direct, direct to consumer. Um, skipping over the retailer, um, so we've been seeing that. I never thought cigars would take off the way they did online, but they have, but also lots of other things. Clothing, you wouldn't think clothing would be all that because you have to actually 
put it on and see yeah. if you like it. And Free returns, man. Yeah. So they, they figured a way around that. Um, toilet paper, dog food, food in itself, big online, things that you would, you know, you don't you want to look at the don't tomato? You squeeze the, the Charmin. I mean, you know what Charmin feels like if you get a. But it, it's halfway it's decent. cheap and it's bulky and it costs a lot to ship. You would think that would be a safe product. See, right. Dog like, food's great. It just automatically heavy. comes every month to my house and I'm done. Yeah. I'll admit that I'm guilty of that. I've started buying cat food online because it's because it's delicious. It's <laughs> no, for my cat, you moron. Uh, it's just cheaper and you buy it in bulk. It's just easier, you know. Well, that's buying a fifty-pound bag online for what it's twenty. But you got to ship fifty pounds. You would think free that shipping. I know it's crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. not free. No, but, <laughs> yeah. But Chew, Chewy's has to be losing money. There we go. So uh, even huge things like mattresses. People are buying their mattress online and having it shipped. A mattress. Right. Not not what I thought yeah. was going to happen. Are those but the it, ones that are like a mattress in a bag all compacted? Yeah, they you squeeze it down. It. They've got a machine that squishes it as small as it can. It's still massively heavy. It's heavy. And they're going to ship it. Uh, other things I would not guess it would sell online is things that are, say, 6,000 pounds. Right. 6,000 pounds. I ordered... Something that weighs 6,000 pounds online last week. A new car. Can you break mm -hmm. the uh, window with a ball bearing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know try. if you can. Um, but I did it, and I was able to it, it, trade my car in at the same time. I never left the house. Would you have to take pictures? Or, I mean, sight unseen. Yeah. Really? VIN number, how many miles on it. Take a picture of the odometer, not of the car. Right. Here's the VIN number. Any major damages? No. Okay, this is how much we'll so, give for you. This is how much the car is, and it's going to be delivered to you. And with, when we deliver it to you, we're taking the car away, and that's it. And what's going to happen when they decide it was a smoker's car? It was. <laughs> it wasn't on you. the questionnaire. It wasn't. They didn't ask the question. And uh, I do have to say, though, to in David's credit, you get into his car. And oh you, yeah, you can't tell. No, because he gets the ash out of there every day. Every day. But I smoke in it every single day. For, every single day. For how many years? Seven years. <laughs> yeah, I, I lit up when they were showing me the car. <laughs> I said, "I'll take it." And I'll I lit, it. And I lit a cigar. <laughs> and the guy's like, "You're lighting a cigar up in here?" I said, "I said I'll take it." <laughs> so that was that. So oh, I don't get this one. <laughs> no, that was you do now, sir. So the, the fact is, shopping is different today in 2019, uh, and it's about to change again, especially in the cigar industry. Did, did you, you get know? a butler did that I don't know about? How did you figure out how to buy a car online? I wanted to go to the place, and my wife said, "Well, just do it here. You're going to pick out the color of the uh, seat and this and this." You. And she said, "Just do it here online." And it was so simple. Easy, never left the house. It's an easy thing. And it's a car that's not available to test drive yet, so you didn't miss out on the test drive experience. <laughs> I test drived it two years ago. Okay. To see what it was. So And two years before that at the Newmans. So um, what is Black Friday that, that has just passed? Black Friday is for brick-and-mortar retailers the day they're out of the red. It becomes black. We had a whole bunch of guys from Africa here yesterday, 
And they said, oh, Black Friday, Black Friday. And there was a whole bunch of black guys. <laughs> and no, that's not what it's about. <laughs> We're glad you're all here buying cigars. Yes. There were true, 30 of them. True story. Good. Yeah, true, true story. Um, you're out of the red. Black Friday came out in 1869. That's when it started. Mm. And uh, still going today. Cyber Monday. How old do you think Cyber Monday is? 15 years, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. 2005. Cyber Monday comes out. I knew that because it said 2005 right on that There we go. Um, <laughs> and supposedly a big online day. But I think they're going to find out that Cyber Monday isn't going to be as big as Thanksgiving because that, that actually blew all the numbers apart of what happened on Thanksgiving. So we'll see what happens. And as I say, shop local Saturday today. Uh, was created by Amex, the credit card company, trying to drive business there, which was very nice of them to try to do in 2010. It's a swing and a miss. I don't know. You know, most people don't even know that that's happening today. I remember when I was younger, we used to go to the mall. You'd spend an hour looking for a parking spot. You mm. couldn't even get in the mall. There'd be a line to get into the parking. I drove here today. I got off at exit two. I came through the back. They got the Rockingham Mall right behind us. Ghost town. Yeah. It was like, how are they still in business? Yesterday <clears throat> was busy, though. Mm -hmm. That I, I saw, it, it was the deals, whatever crazy deals and what people do and stuff. But uh, it was the busiest I saw in probably in the past five years was yesterday. The roads were busy. All the parking lots were full and stuff. It was mm -hmm. nice to see. But today, not so much already. Well, well, I, today's to looked, today's yeah. the day you're supposed to go shopping. Yeah. I think the guys that have the online presence and brick and mortar stores the best buys of the world the staples of the world put out unbelievable deals in the stores to drive business in the stores and they didn't put them online yet yeah so you just couldn't click the button and get it what also <laughs> happens is what they call showrooming and that might have happened yesterday is where you go in stores and you look and see and touch and feel and smell and the things we're yep. saying that you can't do online or at a strip club they, right <laughs> apparently and then you find it and then you go home and you start searching and finding a better price, I guess. But you're doing it twice. But How much is your time worth at that point? Yeah, it's something to think about. And we're going to see. I wonder if, how, I wonder if it's going to shift back a little bit this year. Yeah, the online sales, when the numbers come in, they're going to be through the roof. Yeah. But now that the economy is so strong, I wonder how much it's going to shift. You know, I have a little extra money. I'm going to support the local guy. You got to want to do it. Yeah. You I mean, I try to do, do it. it with the exception of cat food, but I try to do it. Yeah. I try to, too, but I think we're losing the battle. What's happening is it's crossing over. Uh, and at the same time, I'll say, yeah, we're doing good, best year we ever had, and our, and our brick and mortars are doing great and all that. But it's not from a lack of trying that we're doing this. We're working very hard to end up uh, doing better. So uh, that being said, let's talk about the cigars for a second. Uh, I am smoking the Aladino Connecticut. This is, um, as much as I love the Corojo regular version of it, and I know you guys even like the stronger version, the Corojo Reserve. Server. Corojo Reserve. Um, this one is, is milder, then it becomes the regular Corojo, then the strength level to the Corojo Reserve of what it is. I'm a big mild guy, but... I like the regular Aladino hmm. Corojo better than that because there's more of that Corojo flavor that I, I don't know, I just want it of, of what that taste is. But this is a good four out of 10 in strength 
and maybe you can still taste the Corojo, and it's just not it's not in your face. It's not as prevalent. This is a good place for somebody that wants to get into stronger cigars, flavorful cigars, and this is where to go. Uh, from, from a mild cigar, you go on to right. this and you begin the begin the process. So right, that's the first in, step on the ladder. Yeah, <laughs> the media. What do, what do you think, uh, Jonathan? I'm picking up a little uh, clove spice and some sweet barbecue without any pepper. Uh, very good. The burn's good. The draw's great. This is a winner. And 60 ring gauge, you're okay? It's really not that bad. And it, 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 when, I, when I'm going to smoke it back-to-back, back, <clears throat> I smoke the 60. I think all of us, except for Barry, um, Ed, is uh, okay with 60s nowadays. I'm all right when we smoke them on the show, but I still won't go and buy them. Yeah. You know, when we first started doing this, I groaned every time we had a 60. And thankfully, it's not a lot. But now when we do it... It's just another size. Yeah, it's not, not a big it's deal It's not as anymore. offensive as the thought process behind it yeah. when it first came out. I like that cigar a lot. A lot. It sells like crazy, too. What do you got, Barry? Well, I'm smoking the Nesta Miranda Special Selection. No hiding the fact. If you follow me on social media, you see I smoked the shit out of this cigar. Yeah. It's smooth. It's balanced. Kind of roasted nuts. Uh, a little bit of coffee going on. It's Incredibly smooth. And a great value. Incredible value. Yeah. Really, really good for the price. My God. As uh, all of the cigars, but the back-to-back is another one that's great low value. price for, yep. for what that is. Uh, those come in boxes of 50, right? Correct. Mm. And people buy yeah. 50 at a time. So that tells you what the value is. How about you, Ed Sullivan? Well, I've got the HVC Serie A, and I've smoked a lot more of the HVC Broadleaf. But objectively speaking, this is a better blend than yeah. the Broadleaf. It's a much more balanced cigar. But, you know, for my palate, the Broadleaf appeals to me. But You just I think, like the additional strength you get from the Broadleaf. I do. And this, I was going to say, is a very accessible cigar, even for mild cigar smokers, but even people who normally smoke heavier. It's got a ton of flavor. Yeah. And, it's got complexity and, like I say, very well balanced. It's an excellent cigar. How would you say in strength? One to ten. A five. It's you know you'd yeah. probably give it a six. Yeah, six and a half. But it, it really is at the even at the lower end of medium. I, I'd go yeah. four and a half. Yeah, this is a little guy getting lots of traction. Yeah, those cigars are getting and those are in boxes of ten. Ten count boxes. So that's an yeah. easy box buy there. They're very timely. Black Friday was yes, a very good cigar. I, I got the last cigar. <laughs> the last none one. left. That's it. So if you're looking for, I don't know if you guys got any left. But. No, but we ordered a couple more. We were able to get. Oh. I think we're getting three or four more boxes. All right, right. I'll take a couple. Yeah, couple boxes. Yeah, for you. But yeah, yesterday online no the comment. HVCs sold out. The Serie A. Huh? Yeah, yeah, sold out. Uh, sold a little, all the four cigars were smoking. We they, sold boxes right. of each of these yeah. online yesterday. They're uh, they're hot right now. Yeah. HVC yeah. is hot. If if you don't know about that brand, check them out. Um, they're they're a hot little brand right now. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, shopping is different. Lots of online, and that's because of the price. But that's not the only reason anymore. It's changing in everything, especially in cigars. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. 
for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, 
The Padrón family understands the significance of time. Padrón delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padrón recipe was born. The Padrón mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hello, this is Houston Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Houston Aurora, smoking the Aladino, Connecticut. Why, why are you struggling with that today? Because it doesn't say it on there. doesn't say what it is. You can't tell it's a Connecticut by looking tell. at it? I can tell. All right. I don't like the color combination of that band. The white and black and silver. Well, blue. Blue is blue. It's white and blue. It's a navy blue. It's Dallas Cowboy colors. I don't see no blue. I'm with Dave on this. That's, that's black. Certainly black. No, that's blue. You're it's blue. a navy blue. No, it ain't. No, it's black as can be. I'm going to have to ask, send an email to Justo who, who, uh, and ask him uh, what the color is. While you're at it, why don't you join the Julio Iglesias fan club? Because <laughs> you almost said that. Yeah, I almost said uh, his father. Uh, we're smoking the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. If you want to participate and have a vote in it, grab one of the packs, smoke all the way through it, and then it'll have a special email thing. Anybody send it in? It's too soon. It's too soon. Too soon. I'm expecting to start getting some this week. Yeah, because you got to smoke them all before you yeah. make that determination, and it's not like uh, you're powering through cigars like us. We're professionals. Don't it, do this. It does <sighs> surprise me how long it takes before we get the first vote because I view it almost like homework, so I when I was a customer, I would buy the contenders pack and I would go home, I would smoke four. Yeah. And then the next day I would smoke three or four, whatever was left and send in my email. It would be a two day project. Yeah. Let me get this off my plate. Yeah. And we'll get some people to email us that we should release it earlier because they only smoke one cigar a week and it would take them seven weeks, but the voting window is only about five yeah, weeks yeah. long. Step your game up. Yeah. One cigar a week. Yeah. I've got a few people email me that. <laughs> it's not enough time. Well, I mean, it's, there's nothing the wrong. You're going to smoke they a cigar. They've got to step up their game. Yeah. One a week. You could go why one bother? a day. Why bother? <laughs> Don't listen to him. One a week. Not why bother. 
Uh, all right, so let's get to this. Uh, people want uh, went from brick-and-mortar shopping to online because it was cheaper. That was the whole thing. So online's looking to get people to, to make the change over. And I remember when it started up, people were afraid to put their credit card information and all that stuff. But the price was the attention thing. They buy it because it was cheaper there. That's how they got you. Uh, lots of competition. So somebody selling whatever and in right from your computer, you can find all the competition at once instead of trying to drive around from store to store to store. There it was all at your desktop and you could find all the competition and, and somebody just lower the price a dollar more than that person and, and they're going to get the sale. See, when I shop online, I'm not shopping price. I'm shopping the oddity. You know, if I'm going to buy a suit and I buy suits online, yeah. I'm looking for orange suits, purple suits, gold suits. They don't have stores that have that. They do. They, they do. don't. Not up here. San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not flying <laughs> to San Francisco. <laughs> so I guess I'm shopping price because I'm not going to buy an $800 round-trip plane ticket in coach. So if you remember, and Ed, you're going to remember, the dot-com boom that ended up happening. I remember that. These companies would sell things and lose money, and they weren't profited. Actually, uh, one of the big dot-com food, dog food mm -hmm. companies sold for billions of dollars, and they were not profitable. They lose money. And it just doesn't make any business sense that this is how online things are, that these online, there's lots of them out there, and they actually lose money because free shipping, there is no such thing as free <laughs> shipping. You have to either incorporate it into your price or you have to lose money, one of the two choices that, that are there. Um, so some lose money, but they believe they are acquiring customers. They think that's what's happening. Oh, it's, it's acquisition. Because but, back in the day, you would shop at the, you know, I, I shop at Market Basket for my groceries. There I don't is shop at Walmart. And there is acquisition when it comes to a retail store. You get the guy in the habit of coming right. to your store. But I don't think there's, there's acquisition when it comes to online sales. You're going to click the next button. There's nothing there right. that ends up happening. So... We're starting to see the change up that's happening online where these companies or their shareholders are demanding profit. And prices, prices are going up dramatically online and brick and mortars now can uh, compete. But the argument, there's two things they can't compete with. The convenience, there's no dealing with the mouth breather person in front of you or behind you coughing on the carriage or any of that. And selection. Well, selection is a big thing. Um, because the store doesn't have the orange suit. You go into a suit store and say, where's your orange suits? And the guy says, we don't have any orange suits here. So you could go shopping for orange suits at a, another store, but you don't want to take the flight down and uh, right. deal with that. Hey, uh, when I lived in Miami, there was a cigar store every other block. That sold orange suits? No, but they didn't have anything in stock. Yeah. You know, here at well, least, the, the at least brick and mortar's got to step up, up here. Not just on cigars and everything; they got to step up. Here's your opportunity right now. You're getting a second bite at the carrot right now because they are raising their price, and that's the reason why they went there. So, as they're raising prices now, you 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 know create a good customer service and a good selection, and have the stuff online, have it available, so that. When the person comes in, you don't say to them, oh, we'll get them for you next week. No, we have them here, which is going to 
costs you money to do, but the, the payoff is great. Right. And the I, know, ones- I know the subject is bigger than cigars, but so the cigar industry shoots themselves in the foot because there's too many hobbyists that own cigar shops. Yeah, they don't, and they don't look <clears> at <throat> the bigger picture. If yeah. you don't have it in stock, you're going to force that guy online. Yeah. It's time to step up. Huh? It's easier now for brick and mortars to compete with online warehouses in the middle of nowhere with little to low overhead because they are paying for the shipping and they're saying free shipping and stuff to try to make it so it's going to cost you this amount whether you go in your brick and mortar store or not. But that's not why people are buying online right now. It has changed. The prices are going up, and that's not why. Uh, who's selling it? Total domination. Amazon will reach 50% of all e-commerce sales by next year. Of everything that sells, it's going to be Amazon that's going to have 50% of it. It was like Walmart was to retailing. Amazon now is there. But the great news for cigar retailers out there is they don't sell cigars. How lucky are we? The guy that sells 50% of everything doesn't even sell it. So that's good news for brick-and-mortar cigar retailers. Home delivery is now 70%. People home deliver. Um, delivery to work is 4%, and collect and pick up is now 13%. We're seeing some of that. People were calling actually yesterday, can I pick, order something and pick it up? up. 13% of people are doing that right now that don't have a problem going to the brick-and-mortar stores. Something has changed. The consumer is not so much looking at the price because the prices are starting to balance out. The reason is, and it's what you just said, convenience. Right is the number one reason why people are buying online. It's more convenient. There well, it look is. Look at Uber Eats. Yeah. I want Taco Bell and I want it right now. So I don't, I'm not willing to drive to Taco Bell. I'm willing to pay more money in the delivery charge than, than what the, I would than pay the for the product itself. Right. McDonald's is the same thing. You're paying more, less for the hamburger than you are for the guy to deliver you the hamburger. Right. Because it's convenient. You don't have to leave. Yeah. Amazon is... So convenient. I've got the stats right here. How many orders do you think I've placed so far in 2019? Uh, I'm going to say one a day. No. 50. 165. Wow. Every other day you're buying something from Amazon. Using Dave math, I was the closest without going over. (laughs) So online is more convenient than going to the store in a lot of cases. And some of the stuff you buy in electronics and stuff like that, there are places around here, actually two doors down, you got a... um, Best Buy. But instead of doing that, and sometimes you buy from Best Buy that's two doors down, you buy it online. Yep. And it's right there. Yeah. Convenience. Yeah, if I don't don't need it today... Then I don't have to go to the store. Yeah. He stopped me. I was going to. That's s- the easy button now. You know, it used to be, oh, come to right. Staples and do the easy button. The easy button is your phone. Yeah. I was going to send Damari to go get him an HDMI cable, and he goes, ah, there's no way I can plug it in today. I'll just order it. I'm like, Damari, I'll have it to you today. You might have five seconds to plug it. I'll just yeah. order it. So just your point, McDonald's, Taco Bell are selling online and delivering. The delivery cost is more than the tacos themselves, uh, but it's convenient. The patterns change. Price does not matter. You're hooked on convenience. And, and this is this is part of where the economy is right now because the economy is good and we do have disposable income. People are disposing of it. Yeah. So that's the change up that's happening. We're going to get into 
um, the cigar part of it and what's about and, and why I say that this whole cigar world is changing and about to change in a big way. But first, let's find out, uh, take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) This is a match no one saw coming as Hasbro has purchased Entertainment One, the British company that owns Death Row Records for $4 billion. Among possible new collaborations will be Dr. Dre's Operation, MC Hammer's Don't Break the Ice, My Little Dog Pound, Snoop Dogg's Hungry Hungry Hippos Got the Munchies, and Nerf Basketball could now be called Above the Rim. Rumor has it a popular rap duo will make their return as Kid and Play-Doh. Meanwhile, the board game Monopoly will now feature not only Boardwalk, but also Pimps and Hoes. And that's not only (laughs) insane, it's Asylum. Why? I wonder... Why? Hasbro, the toy company, decides. So Entertainment One also owns uh, kid-friendly programming. That was the main reason for the purchase. But it also included Death Row Records. Death Row <laughs> Records. So maybe it's part of, it, it, it's much like Philip Morris getting Nat Sherman and saying, well, it comes we with the package. Yeah. We want the cigarette company, but it came with it. Right. It was a package deal. They bought the yeah. whole company, but... They have uh, now they'll sell that off to somebody, right? And they have the kid friendly programming, which Hasbro wants. If yeah. they come out with a kid and play doh, though, I'm buying that. I'm <laughs> yeah. just telling you right now, that's actually a spot. I'll be doing yeah. the kid and play kick step, you made that while up. I'm making stuff. Yeah, I had a little fun with that one. Yeah, the sales legit, but the yeah. possible collaborations is from my <laughs> sick and twisted mind. All right, so, um, online made marketing work backwards. So I've been studying marketing for years, and before, uh, you build a brand, then you'd market it through sales, right? Sure. You make the brand first, and then the marketing happens um, through the sell of it. Today, it's hype before it even comes out, and then it, it fades away afterwards. Um, Popeye's chicken sandwich, for instance. They hype the hell out of it, and they, they got exactly what is, you know, it's going to boom and be crazy, and it did. And the problem that's going to happen after that is the chicken sandwich is just going to be a chicken sandwich. It's not going to matter anymore to anybody, and it's going to be something on their menu, and it'll probably fade, fade away, and they won't even make it. Uh, maybe lucky for them, it sticks around or something like that, but that's usually what happens. But Tesla's truck will still be ugly forever. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it. It kind of has really, that blade runner feel to that's it. A, that's a love-hate thing or whatever, but we'll, we'll how see how How brilliant is it that they made the frame of the truck, the exoskeleton, that happens to also be bulletproof, except for the glass, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw this with Steve Saka and Nick Melillo, that their stuff sold before it even came out and people tried it. Yep. It was already hyped before the product even existed because they were online um, known people. So here it comes out there, hype before the cigars even made and a sellout before anybody even tastes the cigar. 
just amazing. They, I, even going to the trade show when they first launched and they the were real, there. The real amazing thing is that Steve Saka has only 5,000 connections on Facebook, and he was able to create the buzz that he created. It's That's the nuts part. I mean, he must have the right 5,000 connections. So is it influencing? It has to be. Yeah, influences play a huge role. Okay. So that's what it is. So the influences in the cigar industry are bloggers, podcasters. Social media people. Yeah, all the social media stuff. I mean, look at Skip Martin's Baca. The cigar was in the hands of people that were visible online months before it was available, creating hype. And then at the trade show, everybody's standing there, and they heard so much about it before the cigar was even out. And before it was out, before it just came out recently. Yeah. So that was five months ago that that the hype began. Mm-hmm. The product didn't even exist. And then the product ends up showing up and it sells. The problem is, does it end up having legs after that? Because it's so limited that it, it, yeah, it's it impossible to create the legs. So it, is it limited because it's not going to, it can't have legs? It's only a question Skip could probably answer. Very, in, very interesting because it, it's completely backwards from all these years, but things that are, are different. Things are crazy now. I can't think of the way we think of it. But what I do think of what happened with this online is influences are very, very important, yes. uh, especially in the cigar industry. Um, but lots of things, wines and, um, you know, watches yeah. and Ratings, reviews, online media, Luxury items. Uh, the intelligence of w- what it is that somebody's explaining to you, the unboxing stuff that ends up happening, it, c- it creates a demand for the product. Uh, there's, a, of- there's a website that I shop at, and they give you $3 credits for every 20 words you write in a review. So if you write a 40-word review, you get $6 in credit on their site. And this is part of their, for each of the products that you buy, because they have so many products, they want these products reviewed so that more people buy them when they click on them. Pay them to review them. Isn't that interesting? And right now, in the cigar industry, these guys are getting their cigar purchased. You know, for most bloggers, you go to a store and you buy the cigar, then you review it and you do all their work for them, you do all their hype for them and stuff, and these... These bloggers and podcasters and everything are getting nothing for it besides product sometimes. 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 Yeah. Like Jeff Goldblum has a show on Disney Plus and he just looked at the sneaker industry and there's one guy that does reviews of sneakers, but his review of sneakers is like a four minute video just unboxing them. The process of showing off the box and the cameras overhead. So big, yeah. He's getting millions of views unboxing sneakers. Yeah. (laughs) And is he paying for the sneaker or the sending it to him? It was kind of insinuated that they're sending him the sneakers. They didn't flat out say yes or no. It it became a whole business. If they can make money off it, great that they can do it. But look at this. They're they're hiring uh, with product, or maybe they pay them. Hiring somebody to come That's there and, and do it. A YouTube job now. But what a, do you do for a living? I'm an influencer. Yes. <laughs> and it seems like that they are just regular people and they're doing it because they love the well, I love these sneakers that came in or the cigar that came in when the fact of the matter is maybe they're paid to do yeah, it. Yeah, when I started my blog the first time around, I did it for the love of cigars, but yeah. then I started getting paid for it. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. I was getting paid to do what I love to do. But now it's not true. 
<laughs> do you feel like it's not the true thing? You're getting paid for it. Therefore, listen, we have advertisers on the Cigar yeah. Authority. A cigar comes our way or something. We're going to say because they're an advertiser, wow, this is the best cigar I ever smoked? No. It, no. There's some cigars I'll get. I'll email the guy and I'll go, I'm not going to review it. This is why. Yeah. But I, I won't. You're not going to hurt them. Right. I'm not going to destroy not out to somebody's hurt anybody. hopes and dreams. No, we're not out to hurt anybody. Right. But yeah, you look at you look at this type of behavior. Um, then there's artificial intelligence that happens out there, which is if you purchase something and you purchase something else, all of a sudden you're marketed to another product that they have figured out is the right product for you, and they're spending money to if a if a guy buys a cigar cutter and buys a cigar lighter. Wouldn't I want to advertise my cigar brand to that person? We can't right. because we're not part of it. We're not allowed to do it. But yes, that would be a perfect person. You would want to spend advertising dollars, not a guy that bought uh, bowling balls and uh, tennis shoes. Yeah. Not necessarily is the right person. You know, we're talking about this, and we all have our phones right here on the table. We're talking about bowling balls, tennis shoes. We're going to go on our phones later. All of a sudden, we're going to see ads. Yes, because we're I've talking bought, about. I bought it. too much stuff. It, my phone doesn't give me the stuff that I talk about. I get shoelace ads because I have a lot of shoes. I get bow tie ads because I have a lot of suits. So yeah, you buy lots of shoes. Uh-huh. So shoelace people yeah. are going to. That's the insoles. I've never socks. I've never got an pants. ad for shoelaces ever. Well, now you might. <laughs> I have. Yeah, many times. So the artificial intelligence yeah. is telling you what to what to do there. Um, so. Remember, Amazon doesn't carry cigars. Influences are even more important in the cigar industry. Cigars can't be advertised like most products. No Google ads, no social media ads, but cigars are still outselling online than most categories do. So it's the influences, right? Right. What, what, what could be another reason for it? What's going on? Uh, online influences are driving the sales both to retail, to consumers, and B2B. When you see a lot of hype that's happening uh, by influences on a certain cigar brand or a certain cigar accessory, the, the retailer themselves are influenced by that. I have done it myself, that passed on something, and then you hear so much hype about it, and people talking about it, and I go, I got to give that cigar another try. And then try it, or the accessory, we just recently bought something, that I turned down at the trade show, you hear hype about it, and then the next thing you know, more I ended up buying it. They're more influencing than More than important the brand. than that, you as an influencer ended up selling to a cigar manufacturer who shall remain nameless, who came in and saw said accessory on your desk and said, you know what? Yes. I thought about that, and you said there's, there's three left downstairs. You should probably go pick out your color. I never saw him get up, and he he he. he <laughs> Sat down, saw it, talked about it for 30 seconds, got up, and walked down and got it. And got it. I got paged. So-and-so's coming downstairs <laughs> to get ex- yeah. accessory. So in, in, it's so important that, that the manufacturers hear what's happening here if they don't realize what influences is doing on this into the cigar industry because we can't advertise. They can't advertise, and it, and it may get worse, and we're going to talk about that. A 1,000 people are going to buy the Contenders Pack because we're talking about it. Yeah. So we're going to sell a 1,000 of them, just so you know, at 50 bucks a piece. That's $50,000 because we're talking about it. 
and we're influencing somebody to buy. Is it a good deal? Yeah, it's a good deal. We're smoking the cigar, but we're actually spending a show on the cigars that are there and last week talking about the cigars. So that's what's going to end up happening. So as a test, there it is that it ends up working. Whatever the cigar of the year is from us is going to sell like crazy. Whatever it is for the Cigar Journal magazine, for aficionado, they will sell because they're influencing the buyer. And that goes for other bloggers and everything. There's a whole bunch of people that are going to come out. But I know when some of these other people do do podcasts, and I listen to them all, and the other bloggers and something, there may be a brand that we don't carry that ends up getting their cigar of the year, and I'm going to have to try that cigar again. I was the guy when Cigar Aficionado, back in the day when it was big, big, Cigar of the Year came out, we didn't carry the cigar, and I'm like, I got to get that cigar. Because I know what happened. They influenced a whole bunch of people, and they would walk into the store the next day, and everybody was asking for that cigar. Yeah, we saw that with Andalusian Bull with LSD, and they haven't been able to produce them to meet the demand. Yeah. In the cigar industry. Yeah. But in the cigar industry, the influences, if you you look at what, what happened here, how strong the influences are, it is. But that all might change in 2020 because the government said so. They end up wanting to change that. So uh, let's get to what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, Governor Tom Wolf of Pennsylvania signed Tobacco 21 into law. Starting July 1st, 2020 in Pennsylvania, you will need to be 21 to purchase tobacco Unless you serve or served in the military, then you can continue to do so from 18. No, I want the military to do whatever they want, but I want everybody to do whatever they want. Yeah, I, I hate that this is happening. I hate the no pushback. You're talking about all those online, speaking of online, they're all operating out of Pennsylvania, and they didn't even fight this. Well, if they did, they didn't fight it very hard. No, they they. I thought there would be bigger pushback. Yeah, and I even see in our in our industry with our uh, PCA with the CRA, yeah. there was very very little, if any, pushback on this. Does it seem like they're just going to lay down on the twenty one plus thing and just give that it's, up? It looks like they. It looks like they have. Land? It looks like they have, and lose another one. How many are they going to lose? How many things are they going to do and say? Well, you can't fight every battle and and lay it down and just keep losing and losing and losing. This is going to be what changes this industry, let me tell you. And in Massachusetts, Governor Charlie Baker signed into law banning flavored tobacco starting on June 1st, 2020. There is, however, an exemption for businesses labeled as smoking bars, and the law also considers a 75% tax on vape. So do you also know that that includes menthol? Yes, menthol, mint. So you're talking about Newports and Cools cannot be sold in Massachusetts. They shut vape down for four months. Massachusetts is going crazy. Banned in Boston, bullshit again, Mm -hmm. to this degree. And let me tell you, the cigar industry has no money compared to what the cigarette industry 
does. If the cigarette industry couldn't stop Newports and Cools from being banned in Maybe Boston, they didn't want we to. got no shot. Wow. Yeah. It's a big mistake. Not fighting to the death on all these things and not allowing it. That it, It's crazy. Yeah, Jonathan, brace yourself for next year when people come into the store in a constant stream looking for Newports. Yeah, starting January 1st. <laughs> uh, June 1st. June 1st. Yeah, their fiscal year it starts with. Wow. And uh back to believe. And back in, lastly, back in September the FDA published rules for new blends and the FDA is currently extending their public commenting on that rule and some of the things that are asked for new blends is the cigar burn rate and puff count. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So they extended that commenting for another 2 weeks and that's what's up in the cigar world. Wow, I wonder if they could hire people to Keep track of how long it yeah, burns you know, and how, how many, many pops. How many licks does it take to send yeah. it to roll pop? <laughs> and who, it would all depend on who's smoking it. Yeah. You know, if you take a, a short, shallow puff, it's going to last you 10 times longer than a, a full. Yeah. When I, and now I've learned on fuller-bodied cigars that I actually smoke them slower on purpose. And then I see some people end up smoking their cigars. Oh, my God. It's like you can watch the thing burn <laughs> as, they're, as they're chugging in. Uh, hey, everything's changing. Uh, next week, I have down here no Barry. Is that true? Uh, yes, I will not be here for next week. All right, so the party begins <laughs> Saturday, December 7th. Um, we have no uh, – I got lots of work to do, Mr. Jonathan. We got nothing um, for the next two weeks. We got to really come up with something. Um, so nothing there. And uh, on December 21st, I have um, the Rocky Patel rep, Mike DeCop. We're going to bring him on, and we're going to talk about how we can get away with stuff and uh, <laughs> tr tricks of his former trade. Uh, I don't know that he's going to give us anything. He doesn't give up much. He, I talked to him, and he retired. He just retired, and he said, I'll come on, and I want to know how. Uh, what do I do if I get arrested, and how do I get away with stuff. And uh, We had to service the people yeah. and give them some news. What to, what to do. How to get away with murder. Yeah. How to get away with murder. Um, and December 28th, is the Cigar of the Year will be announced. December 28th. So these are the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. And we'll give uh, that there. And then we, we get, get a lot of work to do. So uh, we'll get to that. Final thoughts here on the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Ed Sullivan. This one is a solid contender. I'm going to be smoking more of these. Very good, sir. All right, and the, and those are you're smoking the. I'm smoking the HVC Serie A. Yeah, yeah, right up your alley. You were happy you got that and one he, anyway. He pronounces it correctly. There's no S on the end. It's Serie, Serie. A. Here we go, Barry. I'm smoking the Nesta Miranda Special Selection. Um, past the band on the Toro. A <laughs> uh, little bit of chocolate nuances, espresso. Uh, very rich and robust, bust, full flavored. Strength wise, for me, it's a six. Dave, you'd probably have it a little closer to an eight. Um, just a solid cigar. What's the puff count on that? Did you keep track? Uh, I'm on puff number 601. <laughs> yeah. That's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smoking the uh, URNY back-to-back -back Nicaragua. And uh, honestly, for a 60 ring gauge, it's burning pretty good. But it, for a regular cigar, it's burning a little wonky. I, I think it does require a little bit of touch-up. The flavor's there. Still getting some of those clove notes, a little sweet barbecue. Um, great draw. The burn line's good. It's Bar solid. Barry's looking point, at solid. you with disdain <clears throat> with your touch-up. Yeah. Just leave it alone. It'll fix itself. I'll yeah. fix you. 
I'm smoking the Aladino, Connecticut, and this did build up in some strength. I was saying it started off very mild, and I didn't have enough of that Corojo flavor I was looking for. And as you start smoking, it starts building up. So it starts off mild, turns into a medium, flavorful, nice cigar. All contenders, all deserving to be there. Um, so um, in the next hour, we're going to go to the last uh, three along with the Cigar of the Year for this year. So we'll get to that. Online cigar sales for cigars might be going away altogether. If the U.S. Congress gets their way, no online cigar sales and a raise in the cost of cigars to $12 per stick. We'll be back and dig into that and the mailbag. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the 3 Pete. 
handcrafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. <coughs> and we're back with our number two. There's a bill, national bill, that will shut down the Cigar Authority and all online cigar sales and bring the cost of cigars up to $12 per cigar, and some in the industry are calling this a win. We're going to dig into that and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to Cigar Authority. The first thing we got to do now is pick the next cigar from the contenders. And we have left here the Christoph Shade Grown, the Henry Clay Warhawk, the Guardian of the Farm Night Watch, and the Cigar of the Year from this year, which is the Aganosa Leaf. Did I say that right? Yes. Because uh, Aganosa, but whatever. 
Damari's got a problem with how we say it, whatever. So how Agonosa. we say it or how you say it? Agonosa. Agonosa. Yeah, there's no R. Oh, there's no ah, R. Agonosa. So how we do it here in New England is if it has an R, <laughs> we skip it. If it doesn't, we add it, yeah. and that's how it works. And Yeah, like soda. Soda. Okay. So one, two, three, four. We did it by the oldest. We'll go to the youngest, Barry. Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan? I don't want to go first. You're the youngest. That's stupid. He takes number one, which leaves two, three, four. Barry? I will take the middle one. Oh, what? what a- Hang on a sec. I want. We may want to trade. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. No. What did you, what did you get? Go ahead. P- p- pick your cigar. I got number one. Does that mean I get to pick first? Yes. No, right. it means you get the first cigar. I want the Henry, Henry Clay then. That's no, not no. number one. You get number one. That's how we did it last yeah. time. Yeah, I thought we were switching it up this no. time. No, you get number one. Great advertisement there for uh, Christoph there. Yeah. You want to trade your cigar. Shut yeah. up. Why don't you wait on the mic turns on and cough again? <laughs> I have not coughed this you whole time. You just show. coughed. As I soon as the mic throat, went it was live, a different thing. cough. All right, Barry, what do you want? The middle one. Middle one is number three. One, two, three. Yeah. This is the Guardian of hey, the look Farm. Look at that. My Jedi mind trick worked both times. All right. You got, got what I'll, you want. I'll take the card on your left. On my left is number two, which would be the Henry Cigar Clay. of the Year. It's Henry Clay. No, it is not. Yes, it is. That's the number two one. One, dork. two. No. No. Oh. One, two. Oh, all right. Yeah. Good. I get cheat. the Cigar of the Year, and I'm happy. Nice catch, Ed. So oh, I got you. In your right. jacket, I think. Freaking right in the numbers. <laughs> These are the old... Uh, Stick to podcasting. You've got no future in football. Two guys don't right. drop playing cards. All right. So Dave wound up with the Cigar of the Year, which is the Aganorsa Leaf Connecticut Robusto. It's the Cigar of the Year of 2018. It features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. It's a Robusto, 5x50, and it's uh, $7.69 a single or $135.99 for a box of 20. Jonathan got the crystal all the time too. It's Jonathan good. got the crystal off shade grown robusto, and it features a Honduran grown Connecticut seed wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. It's five and a half by fifty four. A single cigar will set you back eight nineteen. Why a box of twenty is one forty four ninety nine. I wound up with the Guardian of the Farm Night Watch which features a shade-grown Corojo Maduro wrapper, which is proprietary to Aganorsa Leaf, the maker of the cigar, and it features Nicaraguan binder and fillers. It's a 6x52, 109-style cap, uh, and it sets you back $9.99 or a box of 25, which is $2.23.99. And uh, who did I forget? Me. And Ed wound up with the Henry Clay Warhawk tur- Toro, not the turtle, the Toro, and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf binder, Honduran filler. It's six by fifty. Single cigar set you back eight nineteen. While a box is one seventy nine ninety nine, and all the boxes are about twelve to thirteen percent off the retail price at twoguyscigars.com. Okay. And they're all in the contenders packs. And just for the still record, available. Just for the record, I was not avoiding the Kristoff. <laughs> I thought I got to pick first, and I was going to go a little bit outside my wheelhouse, is all that was happening. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. (coughs) 
Mr. Jonathan's doing the coughing today. He yeah. is. He's got a little. I've got a little upper respiratory issue. He's going trying on. to blame me for it too. You did cough directly in the mic. You didn't. No, cough it was up here once during the break, and I cleared my throat Ed from Sullivan the milk foam of my latte. Unmuted your mic, and you coughed into the mic <coughs> right on the intro. Little uh, jam on a um, graham cracker on mm. my uh, cigar of the Aganosa. 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 It's like agriculture. It's like asshole, but you take out the <laughs> hole and it's Aganosa. <laughs> Leave it to Jonathan to. Never mind. Aganosa leaf. Aganosa leaf. This is like a. You know the sweet tarts? Yes. It's the pink sweet tart. All right, let's light this bad boys up. Nothing. I get. No, I don't get crickets. Nothing. I don't get. A, I get nothing. My cold drawer is like the cookie of a fig noon. I agree one hundred percent with Barry. I do not. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Blizzard. The Vertigo Blizzard features single action, meaning you press the button down, the lid pops, three jets come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank, and you've got an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of nine ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Blizzard. And good to use this week here in New England. Since we have a blizzard coming, Hampshire. allegedly. Yeah. Now, I've got an unfinished foot, so unlike you guys, I'm going to not toast this. I'm just going to enjoy the boost of this shade-grown wrapper. Right away. Lighten it up and sucking right in. Get that wrapper taste going throughout the cigar. There you go. Okay, contenders for the Cigar of the Year, just go to thecigarauthority.com. You'll see it on the right-hand side. Click it. It'll take you to twoguyscigars.com. Forty-nine ninety-nine. You get all seven cigars, and you get a vote. And that's that. So HR2339, that is what's going on. The 116th Congress has uh, put this through. And when it says HR, that is House of Representatives. Yep. And if it ever says S. That's the Senate, Senate right? SB would be Senate bill. <clears throat> um, it's to amend the Federal Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act with respect to the sale and marketing of tobacco products and for other purposes, which is important. Yes. It's for other purposes, too. This act will be cited to re uh, reversing the Youth Tobacco Epidemic Act of 2019. I don't know if you know we have an epidemic, but according to Congress, we have an epidemic in 2019. Bigger than heroin? It's bigger than heroin. It's bigger than opioids. It's bigger than alcohol problems that happen in the U.S. It's an epidemic about youth and tobacco products. By the way, youth and tobacco has been going down every single year for the past 20 years, <coughs> and yet there's an epidemic going on. What's the epidemic? That less kids are smoking? Yeah, they can't collect as many taxes from all the kids buying the... But it's an epidemic. epidemic. It's thrown away. It's thrown around, and it's throwing... There's a vape issue, right? By the way, there's no tobacco in vape. But there's a vape issue with kids in vape, and there's a law against it already, which says that the kid can't smoke the vape, but that's where their problem is. Can't stood. possess it, can't so buy it. this is how this bullshit ends up going and crossing through and getting into all tobacco products. And that's why I, I put out that for other purposes. There's other reasons why they're doing this, for other purposes, but they're gonna, they, there's nothing like saying it's for the children. We have to help the youth. We got to make sure. Because if you oppose it, you obviously oppose the youth. So section 101 says 
cigarette graphic health warnings. So cigarette graphic health warnings. If you've ever seen them in other countries where they show rotted lungs out, rotten teeth, for some reason... Toes. Just putting a toe tag, I think, is the... No, but they got with toes missing and stuff like that. Like yeah, you, From the you, diabetes. Yeah. So you smoke uh-huh. a cigar and you have to have your toes removed. <laughs> this is how I know I'm the youngest person on the planet because I don't refer to ailments as the ailment. <laughs> the, diabetes. the diabetes. The syphilis. But you all do. The yes. Facebook. You're the youngest the one. YouTubes. The YouTubes. That's it. So... Section 101 says they want to put the graphics on. Remember, this started out in the cigar industry as a third of the box is going to have a warning label on it. So now you see the movement that's already happened. Now it's going to be graphic warnings. Hasn't even happened yet on the cigars, but we're going to go to graphic warnings. I don't know how that's happening because, like, New York was one of the first places to have the graphic warnings on cigarettes. Yeah. And then they ruled it as a violation. Right. They ruled it as a violation of free speech. Yeah. And they removed it. So if a precedence has already been set that it violates free speech, how are they going to allow this to happen? For other purposes. Dun, dun, dun. And it's for the children to make sure the children don't do this. This is how I read it anyway. Yeah, no, and I agree with you. Yeah. Section 102, advertising advertising sales parties for all deemed tobacco products. So all deemed tobacco products, remember the FDA is the deeming regulations, so cigars have been deemed, right? So all deemed products, which is cigars, that says advertising can't happen. Bye-bye cigar blogs, bye-bye cigar authority. Cigar authority. Bye-bye everything. Bye-bye cigar aficionado. Cigar journal. Cigar journal. Cigar aficionado. Um, We've already seen them take down... um, Sales of tobacco on um, the in- the internet things, cigar aficionados, here's where to find. Yep, mm-hmm. the, the app was the taken apps. down by the Apple store. So, you know, you, you, some people are saying, yeah, this ain't going to happen. Well, history tells me it is going to happen yes. because these things are happening one after the other. We lose every single battle. Yeah, it's not if, it's when. Yeah. All right. So give let, me the battle Let's we say in the case of Cigar Journal that they can't accept money for uh, a two-page ad spread. They can't even have the ad. Okay. So they can't have the ad. But that doesn't stop them from being able to write an article about the cigars because it's not an advertisement. Well, how do they survive? Yeah, and how do they write reviews? Because you're putting Hang flavors on a to second. tobacco. I'm getting to that. What about editorials? They're collecting money. In another country. They, right, but it can't they, be sold in the U.S. Yeah. But the people in the U.S. don't know uh, that the you, money was collected for the Of course, you can lie. You can lie and cheat, hmm. and they're not going to do that. No one's going to take the chance. Nobody wants to be the first one going down on something like that. The point of the matter is they're trying to stamp it out. And, you know, we look in Massachusetts of what they tried to do to vape, and they did it. They closed the stores down for four months. They stamped it out. If you you can't sell the product, but yeah, that's it. And that's the downfall. That's what ends up happening. And that's what they wanted to accomplish in the first place for other purposes. What do they want to accomplish for other purposes? So... They don't want us talking about cigars, so they'll make it so that we can't talk about. We went earlier and talked about influences. We're an influence of the sale of the product, so they got to put us out of business. 
That's what's going on. So that's uh, 102. Minimum age restrictions. Any person younger than 21 years of age. So here's the national thing that says we're going to go national with this 21. And I, I've been part of it fighting in, in a city over it and winning. But what they do is say, oh, this one did it. This one did it. This one. Therefore, and that's what happens on tobacco taxes. There's none here in New Hampshire. But they say, oh, Massachusetts is 40% tax. Therefore, let's go to 20%. You can't let them have anything. And that, that's my problem with, with TPE, um, not TPE, um, PCA. PCA and uh, cigar rights and everything. Well, we're not going to fight this battle. You have to fight every single one of them because the next one is going to connect to that one and say it's okay because they did it. So you, you can't let it happen in a city. You can't let it, but it's already the cat's right. out of the bag. But if you're an adult to pay taxes at 18, you're an adult to make the decision who to vote for. You're an adult. If nobody's so fighting the military. it, there's only one side fighting. Yeah. I mean, and some states want to lower the voting age to 16. Well, why can't you make a decision to enjoy a legal product? The Pennsylvania retailers rolled over and let that happen. Well, therefore, what's, what's to say? What's to say it's not the same as alcohol? Should an 18 year old be able to drink? We used to be able to drink. Yeah, moderation. You have been 18 the, for 40 years. What? Well, it's up to the parents <laughs> to parent. It's not up to the government to parent us all. Was that too deep for you? That was the worst thing I've ever heard you say. Well, <laughs> they're telling us what's good for us and, and when we're old enough to do whatever we do. Um, the minimum age thing is a real problem. You know, Ron in the chat room says, Jesus, Jonathan, are you PMSing? Mm. Be nice. He can't. This is, this is part of his uh, charm or whatever he calls it. <laughs> uh, so number four is prohibition against remote retail sales. Prohibiting the sales of all tobacco products other than through retail sales in a direct face-to-face -face exchange between a retailer and a consumer. This is a big one. This means all online sales. Now, well, we don't see this happening. Absolutely you see it happening because you can't buy a pack of cigarettes right. online. The Jenkins Act tells you it's going to happen. Yeah. And I they, mean, yesterday people calling up, hey, you know, I want to buy this, this, and this. Ring me up. My wife will be by to pick it up. My brother will be by to pick it up. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. We can't make the sale. We can't ring it up until we have the face-to-face -face contact. We went through all those things that, what was the number? Like 15% of people buy it and then go pick it up. That goes away. Every online sale goes away. Oh, so I, I know there's a whole bunch of brick-and-mortar retailers out there say, good. Online is going to go away. Good. So it's going to all go to the, the brick-and-mortar. I'm a big brick-and-mortar guy. That's my whole thing, right? Let me tell you the ramifications that happen if that ends up happening. Brick-and-mortar is the only place to end up getting it. Good, our brick-and-mortar is going to go unbelievably well. The price of cigars are going to go up dramatically mm -hmm. because a lot of those online places, when you see cigars out there for $40 a box, $2, $3 a cigar, it cost 41 cents just S-chip coming into the state. It costs something for the product. There has to be profit that, that has to be made in between. Shipping is not free. You're taking it from another country into the U.S. and then from into the U.S. and there. It's impossible to have a 2 or $3 cigar. It's an impossibility, but it exists because they're buying low primings, crappy tobacco, um, basically the hot dog of the beef, right? And it's important to end up selling all that cheap stuff 
because it, it brings the price down on the on the more expensive stuff. Or else, if that money isn't coming in, then you have to sell hot dogs as prime beef. And no one's paying prime prices for lips and assholes. There we go. <laughs> so the price of cigars go up dramatically. Let's assume everybody says, okay, I'm not going to buy online. I'm going to buy in the stores. It's not convenient for me. I'm, I live far away from a store. And it ends up... It's going to, the consumption is going to go down because of sure. convenience, but the consumption stays the same. Let's assume the consumption stays the same. The price of the product goes up dramatically. And they have accounted for that because they're saying, let's raise the price of a cigar to $12 minimum. Now, what happens to every cigar? You have an, an $8 cigar. The guy has to go out of business or he has to raise the price to $12. Now, he has to compete with cigars that are $12 cigars. And now you're going to say, I'm not paying $12 for an $8 cigar. The same guy make, that makes the $8 cigar makes a $12 cigar. He has to raise the price of the $12 cigar to $15 cigar so somebody buys his $12 cigar. The whole thing's going to end up moving Everything up. Shifts up. Everything shifts up for $12 and up, where a premium cigar is probably $5 and up, right? And you got $2 and $3 cigars, too, two, $2, $3 up, and it starts at $12, and it goes there. You're not willing to pay $12 for that $2 cigar. There's an awful lot of chop that's going to be wasted because it can't be made into a cigar. And they're talking a, a two-year timeline here. This thing happens within two years. Within yep. two years. The, the cigar world is going to dramatically change. change. Is Do you think that the people that are going to help us fight this are lying in wait for all this to happen so that they have a legitimate case for a lawsuit? Oh, it pisses me off so much of this wait and see type of thing. And the next thing you know, this thing is out there. And it's like, ah, eh, we're going to pick our battles and all this stuff. How's it, how's it working out? You lost every single battle. <laughs> So what does that say? This is here, and what do you think? Some people are saying this is not going to happen. Well, you just recently- You lost every battle. The bets, if, if this was a bet in Las Vegas, the odds would be in favor of this going to happen because they've lost everyone already. you got a team that loses every single game. He's playing this week. You going to bet on him? You had a, uh, a losing battle of three in favor, nine against on 21-plus in Nashua, and you got it up to six to six. And then you got it up to seven, seven to, to five. five because you went in there and you fought every, every single week. time. Every week. Until 1130 at night and still reported to work the mm -hmm. next day because that's that's who you are. You're the fighter. But that proves that the bat, as ridiculous as the battle seems, as insurmountable as it looks, it's winnable. Or They've got to know that you fight and lose. It's got to be a united front. And that's the one thing that happened here in, yeah. in New Hampshire. It's united. You know, you go to other states, it's not a united front. There's no... Uh, collaboration between retailers. There's no collaboration between manufacturers. I mean, there's some manufacturers that want this to happen. It's crazy. It's nuts. And I know there's retailers that want it to happen, and and <laughs> there's people around there, and that and that's the problem because what's in it for them? Oh, oh if this goes away, then it's going to be good for uh, my store. It's not going to be good for your no. store because your cigars are twelve dollars and up now. How, how do you like that? How, how many twelve dollar and up cigars are you selling? No, and now you don't have an argument against taxes going up. Hey, you can't raise taxes. You're just going to buy it online. Nope, they can't buy it online. So your state tax that's forty percent could become ninety percent. Yeah, it's the beginning of the end, uh, and it's not over yet. Um, number five is prohibiting flavors of tobacco products, artificial or natural flavors. Other than tobacco, 
um, that is a characteristic, <coughs> character, characterizing flavor of tobacco products or tobacco smoke. I would have made the argument that that wasn't going to happen last week, but they just outlawed menthol cigarettes. We're talking about how, how billions this? and billions of Newports and Cools. How and is the cigarette industry just letting that go? I can't believe it. And what about the fact that certain cigarette brands are the number one consumer in the world for licorice? Yeah. And it's a regular cigarette brand, and they're number two in the world, because second it's, to Hershey because it's for un, cocoa. It's an uncharacteristic flavor. So that is there for a certain reason. That's to allow... Marlboro cigarettes to be sold. It because is Marlboro a, cigarettes is Marlboro flavored? It's uncharacteristic. It doesn't taste like licorice. It tastes like a Marlboro cigarette. It's not, there's no characteristic. If you didn't say that, you don't know that it's licorice. It doesn't say it's licorice. It doesn't indicate it in any way. It's non-characteristic. That's actually another thing that um, so acid cigars are that, saying. That's my next point. Yeah. So, so Blondie is not a characteristic. There's right. no, they don't say this is uh, toasted marshmallow. Yeah, you do. I say it, but yeah. they, they don't say it, so that then that'd be okay. Yep. It's not a, it's not a flavor. But menthol says menthol. So mint says mint. Couldn't they just say green, the green one? It tastes like menthol. and But it's, it just says the green one. Well, you see some of those things change, Red. and there's reds and greens and yellows yeah. now of what it is. But so the, the, the language in here is very, very important of but what it says and vague. why it says what it is to, to allow who's ever letting this go. So maybe it's, say, and I, I hate to just put Philip Morris in there because there's lots of cigarette companies, so it could be anybody. But let, let's just use them for example. They don't have a big menthol brand. Okay. So they say, okay, let the menthol go, and we're going to give you this. It's this thing of we got to give some to take some or whatever, and this is the way it ends up going. I say they're really fight at the for everything and don't allow anything. Don't give in to anything. But they're really at the negotiating table if that's the kind of language of that they're using. They're, they're sitting there they and are. saying, okay, we of will give course. you this, and you give us this, of course. and it's all set. The cigar industry is not sitting at that table. No, they're not invited to that <clears> table. <throat> And, and maybe it is with a Swisher or something. They're giant, and they're, they're sitting at the table. But I don't think the PCA is at the table if this thing well, is sitting there. If you look at and this, they, they're saying this is a win. If you look at this bill, it started in a subcommittee, and there were two there were two uh, representatives that fought it. And the publisher of the bill said, "If you withdraw your fight, I'll work out an agreement with you." Unfortunately, that agreement was $12, which to me isn't an agreement. The two representatives that stood up to try to stop this bill should have never sat down, and they should have continued the fight to support the cigar industry. Absolutely. And here's, here's my guess what's going to happen here with $12, which is much like that happened with S-Chip. S-Chip came in at $3. First, it came in at $10. Then it went down to $3. Then it went to $0.41, cents and it passed. And the, the cigar industry raised their hands and high-fived each other and said, oh, my God, we got it down to 41 cents. It was a nickel. Yep. It was a 4,000% increase. It was the highest increase in the tobacco tax of all time. Really, and the they, highest increase of any tax. Anything. Of all time. And they call that a win. And that's what I'm afraid is happening here. Because within here, there's some winners. 
But why? Why set, for settle, certain people? Why say cigars are twelve dollars and not cigarettes are twelve dollars each? Because cigarettes are probably twelve dollars. How much are cigarettes <laughs> for a pack? But I'm, yeah. we're talking individuals. Yeah, yeah. Because the because the cigar people aren't at the table. I guess. I wonder what the legality of forcing something to be set at a specific price. Well, it's, it's almost impossible in this country where every state is different taxes. and yeah. uh, But it happens over in Europe that there's a absolute price of what products are. There's no competition. And that's part of th this country is competition. Yeah. That's called socialism, I think. Yeah. Is it the very definition of it. So um, what else do we have here? We have fees. Accountable to all tobacco products, so added fees. Yep. This is in here, um, which is uh, uh, second tax, third tax, yeah, fourth it was, tax. It was two hundred million dollars or something like that. They were adding on to that in advertising of tobacco products and all deeming tobacco products. So all advertising goes away, uh, which means there's no blogs and there's no podcasts and there's no there's no paid influences anymore. And even if they're not paid, if you're if it's a cigar blog talking about cigars, you're advertising the cigar. No, only if you're getting only if you're getting paid to do it. How come there are no cigarette blogs? Who in their right mind would write a cigarette <laughs> blog? Anyway, who in their right mind would find Chinese pea pods in a cigar? I would. And it only happened that one time. Although uh, this this time around with the cigar journal blind taste test. Uh. Chinese pea pods came up as a, a cold draw. That ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Um, let's go to um, Gorilla versus an MMA champion in a cage fight. Which, which MMA fighter? Anyone you want, the best. The best MMA fighter versus a regular gorilla. You, you could pick... You, Can you, a human... You could pick Ken Shamrock in his most animalistic days, and he doesn't hold a candle to a gorilla. The gorilla could have half of an arm, and it's still going to win. I'm going to vote for Tony V in Samsonite Luggage <laughs> to beat the gorilla. <laughs> Tony V is going to beat the gorilla? <laughs> yes, Samsonite luggage. <laughs> Can a human beat a gorilla? No. They, 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 had, they used to have bears fighting humans, and the, and the human would beat a bear. If it was declawed and had no teeth, no. No, it's an animal. What does that mean? It's a, it, it, it is born with killer instinct. It's an animal. You can beat a chihuahua, can't you? I think I have a little bit of a size advantage on a chihuahua, but a gorilla, a gorilla could grab you by both of your arms at the but elbow. It, but it doesn't and know. Tear you in half. The gorilla doesn't know he's having a fight. Oh, he's having a fight the second you step into his cage. It's on. Have you ever seen any, the, the videos of people making eye contact with gorillas through three-inch glass and the gorillas throwing trees up against the glass and shit? No. No what? human can beat a gorilla. I don't care how big they are. No, I'll take the human. You just push him when he gets to the top of the cage. That's how they beat King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Is this no fight, Ed? I don't think it's a fight. You know, an MMA fighter probably can't outwit the gorilla. Can you? Oh, God. You can't <laughs> knock the gorilla out in a punch or anything? No? No. No? All right. No, the gorilla wins. I'll pay thirty nine ninety nine to watch it on pay-per-view, though. 
<laughs> All right. Speaking of porn, Barry's into. What do you think of this cigar you're smoking? I have the uh, Agonorsa leaf. Look at you. I'm so proud. <laughs> Connecticut. It's the cigar of the year. It's deserving. It sells like crazy. If you haven't smoked this before, it's still the cigar of the year till the end of the year. It's a great cigar. It's not your grandfather's Connecticut. It's a it's a slight box press. Um, soft press going on. Yeah. A little white pepper. Well, and I have the other Connecticut, which is closer to your grandfather's, but I think the big distinction is having the broadleaf binder gives it a nice sweet edge to it. Delicious cigar. Well, I'm smoking the Christoph Shade Grown, and uh, when I first lit it up, it had a very distinct spicy vanilla chai. When from, I, the, from the wrapper you drew in? Exactly. Yeah. And when I got into the meat of the first third, it was Cool Ranch corn chips. And then when I got into the very start of the second third, it was coffee with cream, no sugar. Those flavors are distinct. That's what I would put on if this was a cigar journal a notation. Boom. I'd be kicked off the panel, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm tasting. All right. And I got the Guardian of Farm Night Watch. If you've ever grilled uh, a steak on an old barbecue grill and you get that. One with the rust on it. You get the crispy <laughs> burnt edge. Off, with but the with charcoals. Yet with the perfect rare meat in the middle. The edge of the steak is what I'm getting with a little bit of licorice as well. Because yeah. uh, we put home, the licorice in your brain. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Home run all so the way through you're, so far. You're, you're saying that, that as a selling point for that cigar, yeah. anybody who enjoys the combination of charred beef and licorice at the same time. It's the would love that cigar. It's the charred beef with the espresso with a touch of sambuca. Now it has espresso. Well, it's the sambuca that's been added to the espresso. It's the perfect after the meat drink. That's, huh? a, hell, that's a hell of a sales pitch, Barry. I'm Got sure it? they're going to fly off the shelves, and that's going to be the winner. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get a couple of mailbags in. I hope. And uh, lots more. Stick around, everybody. It's the end of the cigar world as we know it. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. 
To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Terrence Riley from Aganor Salif, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
Agonosso. That's how you say it That's right there. That's how you say it. There's the guy. Obviously. And that factory has the most contenders in the contender pack. Yep. Three. Is it three? It's two plus the reigning cigar of the year. Two in the pack. Oh, okay. Three that we smoked today. Three yes. on the show. Okay. All right, we're back, and as promised, I'm going to let Mr. Jonathan dig into the mail because they are piling up. Although so you, let's get you cut three of them right off, right off the rip. We're running late. Whatever. We're running late. <laughs> All right, submitted through the Contact Us page and kind of appropriate for today's show. Uh, Brian writes, hey, guys, I was listening to the after show about the bill to nationally raise the smoking age and stop online sales of cigars. There we go. And I had a thought. Okay. The only way you can stop this persecution of cigars is to change public opinion and separate cigars from cigarettes and vape. Marijuana is being welcomed with open arms because of its medicinal benefits. Why not cigars? Instead of paying for lobbyists to fight politicians who only care about tax revenue, pay for research that separates premium cigars from other toxic cancer sticks. You know what I heard yesterday was on the news? Beer. Drinking beer is good for you. I thought he said bear. I thought he was referring to the aspirin. (laughs) No. (laughs) Drinking beer is good for you, I heard yesterday. I wonder who put that study out. Sam Adams. Look, look how smart they are, though, that they did yeah. that. Like the wine people did years ago. Coffee. You get a couple, couple of wine and coffee yeah. people and the cigar people, and there's lots of benefits to it, and we don't have enough time to get into every benefit that happens to cigars. We've done it on past episodes. The, the best thing about <clears throat> cigars in terms of medicinal properties is the, of something that's plaguing the U.S. right now, mental health. Mm. This is better than an hour on any therapist's couch. Have you ever done an hour on a therapist's couch? Yes, I have. You have? Yes, Jonathan drove me to uh, see a psychiatrist because I was thinking of how to get away with murder. Ah. See a bird a full circle. There we go. You'd have to catch me first, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's apropos for this, uh, this episode right there. Look at you with the sixty-four dollar so, word. You know that there's been. Spell it. You know what white papers are? You get scientists to create white papers yep. to really do a study behind the scenes, so nobody looks. It's usually done by an industry, and it ends up coming out to what it is. And you don't publish those white papers unless it comes out the way you want it to come out. So it's a secret. And then the scientists come out with it, and then you have the information. You say, "Wow, this is really beautiful. Let's put this out." Well, I was with the. I believe it was the IPCPR or maybe it was RTDA at that time. And we paid for these expensive white papers to get done. And they came out. No one knows how it's going to come out. Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be good? And it came out fabulous. And I said, oh, my God, we got to put this out. They said, well, in order to put it out, it's going to cost a million dollars to put it out because now these scientists have to put it in, in published book form and blah, 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 and all has Peer-reviewed to do Peer-reviewed websites yeah. and whatnot. And then it goes out. And I said, let's do it. This is very important, and we, we do it. They didn't do it. And they said it was too expensive to do. In the meantime, they spend millions and millions of dollars every year to try to fight these things and lose everything they do when they have these white papers and they should have spent the money and say that it has lots of benefits smoking cigars, as wine does, now beer does, and coffee does. And so let's do it. Let's put these things out. It was a long time ago, but put it out because it has a benefit to it. But for whatever reason, they don't. Uh, okay, it's time now to hear the Don Raphael offer of the day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? 
and you're going last, Mr. Jonathan, because I think you're going to be a yes to this. Oh, great. And I'm really not going to give you the money, so this is a hypothetical for you. <laughs> These other guys, I think I will pay. It's $200 to moonwalk, or your best attempt to moonwalk, while grocery shopping. You must spend at least $100 and hit at least three parts of the store. Grocery, dairy department, and produce. Um, and you spend $100 of your $200 doing the grocery shopping. And that's it. I don't do grocery shopping, so I'm out. What's that have to do with it? Do it <laughs> so you make $100 clear and you got $100 worth of groceries. Yeah, fat guy trying to moonwalk, ask me in 100 pounds. Because that would make an unbelievable video that would go viral if you did it. Ed Sullivan? Nah, I'd probably break a hip. Now, Mr. Jonathan, you would do it for nothing. I can moonwalk. He'd be tee I, I saw Mr. Supermarket. Jonathan moonwalk on a escalate, on a... Um, yeah, one of those... Uh, People movers? People yeah. movers, yeah. I moonwalked, so I stayed in place. In an airport, it was unbelievable to see. Hmm. It really was unbelievable. So he can do it. Now, would you do it across? Of course. I, I go grocery shopping every single day, and I moonwalk at Market Basket <laughs> every day. You've actually done it. Sean's, Sean Rogers' son, Stephen, is yeah. one of the managers over there. Yes. And he sees me every time. I get a little audience. There's clapping. It's, it's a clapping. show. It's All a show. Right. It's a show. You do it. For I don't free. get free groceries either. Yeah. I just, I just do it because I love to entertain. There we go. That's the way you are. <laughs> All right. The following message was also submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com, and this is a question from Jeff. Jeff from Jersey here. First, glad to hear you are going to continue the show. Good choice. I was recently down in Orlando on business and vid- visited a local cigar bar. This was a big establishment with a huge selection of cigars along with a drinks bar. What state? This is Orlando, Florida. I know where you were. I bought a Nicaraguan cigar, paid for it, and then the fellow behind the counter asked me how I wanted it cut. Honestly, I would have preferred to do it myself, but I figured when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So I told him- Thought he was in Orlando. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) So I told him V-cut. He did that and then proceeded to toast the foot for me. To my surprise, he took a four-burner jet flame and stuck it into the foot of the so the flame big time before I even had time to protest. Not like I have read about or practiced at home where I don't let the flame actually touch the cigar. He was about as deep into that flame as one could get. Parents, insert appropriate joke about Mr. Jonathan here. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mr. J. I actually really like your commentary on the show, but this was a ground ball. I was kind of annoyed as it was a $15 stick, and I ended up smoking it without saying anything, but I tasted the char the entire stick long. Thoughts, ideas, what would you have done? I don't like people uh, cutting and lighting my cigar. Nah, I politely decline if it's offered. Yeah. I want to cut and light my own cigar. I don't know about everybody because... I show up with my own tools, yeah. and I, that's what I say to the person because there, there are a lot of... <clears throat> you see it with higher-end cigar bars where they attempt to offer you this additional service. service and no, no fault to them. And, I, and if the guy really knows what he's doing, you're probably helping an amateur that doesn't know how to cut Correct. the cigar properly. But just in case, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And if there's an issue with the cigar, I want it to be my <clears throat> issue. I'll take care of it. I've also never returned a cigar because it was split or cracked or whatever i just smoke it and, and do my thing you know what to do with the splits i just say thank you i brought my tools I very much appreciate it 
appreciate the service. And I think you come off as, as a pro when you say, I have a lighter and cutter on me. Exactly. So I like I like when a higher-end cigar bar offers it, but politely declines. Yeah. A lot of people that go to a cigar bar, they're going with people that not a big cigar smoker. It's nice to be offered that if you're unsure. But as a seasoned cigar smoker, I'm going to politely decline yeah, I think it's a nice thing to, to ask, but he did ask. He didn't just do it for Yeah, him. I think that, and I had responded back to this gentleman that the, the first mistake was in agreeing to go with the cut because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen after that. Secure the cigar, and I got my stuff. Thank but you. But maybe he didn't have his tools with him, and the guy doesn't want him to lick the cigar and then use his cutter. He's right? avoiding the slobber, slobber cutter. cutter. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things could happen there. But then then what cigar bar doesn't have an inexpensive cutter and an inexpensive lighter? I mean, again, you don't want to, you're spending 15 bucks on a cigar. Drop a couple bucks on an extra cutter, an extra lighter, and, or use matches. You're I, indoors. I've even gone to um, like cigar events with cigar manufacturers and all retailers are there and they have somebody there cutting and lighting the cigar for you and all that stuff. And they don't even hand it to you, they don't ask you. You know, do you want a cigar? It's a different thing with a cut and light, but now you're dealing with somebody that really does know what they're doing. This is a, an industry professional. Right. You know, we've been to the Davidoff when they had the white party. But isn't the guy working in the store an industry professional? Should Clearly he not. He should have in been trained better. Yeah. I don't know where he worked, uh, but he should have been trained better. Yeah. Do you let people cut and light your cigar at all? Never. Never. And honestly, I, I've always believed this. A man should not light another man's cigar, period. You are a man. Here's the tools. And if you lick your cigar first, I take the cutter back. Use your fingernail. Whatever. Bite it. Yeah. You already put it in your mouth. Why do people do that? Why do you, Stop licking your cigar before you cut the cigar. <laughs> I got in trouble at the meatball last year with Steve Saka. Somebody asked for a cutter, not paying attention. I handed him my cutter, and then I saw him deep throat the cigar, and I asked for my cutter back. He got all offended. Been there? Yeah. <laughs> And you told him that, he told him to keep the, the cutter after. I, rem, I was with you. The guy ended up him. doing it and said, yeah, you keep that now. $30 scissor cutter. I'm like, that's yours. Yeah. I don't want it back. I'm not putting it in the dishwasher. It's yours. Well, you I, know, I know who it was, and I would have probably done the same. <laughs> All right. Let, let's squeeze it in. It's time for the Classic 3-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Today, November 30th, the last day of November. The year has flown by. I have three and one tiebreaker. Our champion last week was Barry Stein, and today is Winston Churchill's birthday. Winston Churchill, world leader, British prime minister during World War II, who encouraged bravery and endurance, became the first honorable citizen of the United States and later the first British prime minister to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Winston Churchill, born today. Is everybody all set? I'm ready. Go ahead. 1874. 1874, he says. You're up, Ed Sullivan. 1878. 78. It'll be 1860. 
1960. Somebody's got two points. Barry Stein, 1874. He knew it. Did you know it? I knew it. You knew it. Cheated. Over to Ed Sullivan. Ben Stiller, movie actor, comedian, director, producer, voice actor, who won an Emmy Award for The Ben Stiller Show. Most well-known for films including Starsky and Hutch, The Heavyweights, The Something About Mary, Zoolander, Meet the Parents, Tropic of Thunder, and a Night at the Museum series. Ben Stiller, born today. 1968. 68. 1960. 60. 69. 69. Giggity. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jonathan gets a point. He says 1960. It's 1965. Ed, you got no points here. It's okay. May God have mercy on your One question left. It's two to one. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, Mark Twain, novelist, renowned actor who wrote Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, became famous for unparalleled wit and storytelling ability. Born Samuel Clemens, he wrote and penned the name Mark Twain and widely considered one of the most important American literature figures. Big cigar smoker. Known to smoke 21 to 22 cigars a day. He would start the day with a cigar and he would fall asleep with one in his mouth. Never burnt his house down. He was born in 1809. I have 1807. And I had 1812. 1812 for the point. Ed Sullivan, he's off the thing, but Barry Stein takes the win because he got two points exact with Winston Churchill. The what other was one. Twain's birthday? What year? 19, 1835. Hmm. Billy Idol, it's his birthday too. Billy Bloody 61. Idol. I'm going to say 59. Oh, am I supposed to answer? Yeah, I guess. Um, 56. 55. Everybody was over. So it wouldn't, wouldn't have helped at all. Uh, the after show is going to be uh, mailbags. I promised a lot of mailbags, but we talked too much during this show. Um, but final thoughts on the contenders. I'll tell you, <clears throat> the uh, the Christoph Shade Grown is certainly a worthy opponent of the other six cigars. There's a lot of flavor. When we do the Cigar Journal tastings, we have all these different categories to look at, whether it's burning properly, the draw. This would score high in all of those. And then my favorite is the harmony section. Do the flavors coincide with each other or are they too oppositional to really fly and all of these flavors go well with each other i think and your cigar before that uh the cigar before that my back only issue back. with it is the back-to-back burns a little bit wonky but that's kind of indicative of 60 ring gauges yeah. but other than that it, it performs well for 60 it does perform well and sells like crazy it certainly does you know you mentioned the cigar journal tasting i've been toying with the idea mentally to change the way the reviews are done in cigar authority pulling from the, the sections of the cigar journal tasting uh just figured it would be easier and quicker to get the reviews up yeah uh but as for the cigar i'm smoking this is a meaty full-bodied full-strength cigar uh, a lot of flavor if you're uh a leather tongue out there yeah. this is right in your wheelhouse that is the strongest at a bunch it is the no strongest doubt. in the contender yeah stock. absolutely and i think i've got the mildest of the bunch <laughs> okay. but it's still got a ton of flavor and as I said, it's got a great sweetness to it from the broadleaf. I had the Aladino in the first hour, and it started off pretty mild, maybe a 3-4 or something, but built up into a 6 as it, as it went on. Very interesting. I like a cigar like that. Uh, and then this hour was the cigar of the year, Aganorsa leaf. Aganorsa leaf, but Aganorsa. you're close. I love the drawer of that cigar. Yes. The box press changed 
dra- yeah. dramatic, different than any other one of their cigars yeah. because of the box press that ends up happening, creates those channels better on and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, deserving of the cigar of the year as it is, and uh, sells like crazy. So the, the cigars I smoked, the Aladino, is probably the best seller of the bunch right now, but we'll see how that changes because people didn't try the other ones, right. and that's when it's going to change up to end up trying it. So that is it. Next week, we're going to do a meal bag marathon because, again, we didn't do a lot on this show. We'll get to some in the after show. And um, if I don't get to your mailbag by the first of the year, I'm never going to get to it. So we're just going to start with a clean slate. Yeah. So if, you, if you've got an idea or a thought, hold off. Wait till the first of the year and then write in. All right. We got no Barry next week unless uh, something different changes. Unless somebody but- dies. Really? I, I, I said it. I went there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless somebody dies. Uh, until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing in the last two hours, always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.